Hey, I'm Tom Power. I'm the host of the podcast Q with Tom Power, where we talk to all kinds of artists, actors, writers, musicians, painters. We had Green Day on the other day talking about their huge album, American Idiot. Nicole Byer came on to talk about ADHD and comedy. And then there's Dan Levy. While we were talking about filmmaking, we talked about his insecurities. I sometimes feel like I have this desire to, like, perform, to be a version of myself that people might like. Listen to Q with Tom Power to hear your favorite artists as they truly are wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello and welcome to Laugh Out Loud. My name is Ali Hassan. Now this weekend we're in beautiful Niagara-on-the-Lake, recording comedy with the Icebreakers Comedy Festival. I wanted to give a shout-out to organizers Jeff Paul and Kira Williams as they celebrate 10 years of producing that festival. We should all be celebrating them. What is the 10th anniversary? Aluminum? Tin? Hand them a can of beer the next time you see them. Now, these folks also produce the Big Sound Comedy Festival in Perry Sound, and we're going to start today with a performer from that show. Now, to give you a little context on his opening, I actually introduced him to the stage by telling the audience that he had recently had COVID. I also told them that he had to miss a comedy show and that I had to fill in for him. Not my best intro. This guy is one of the best and deserves better. It's Nick Reynolds. I'm alive! You guys, keep it going for Ali Hassan. Keep it going. It's a weird intro. He's like, he almost died and he took my money. And he's like, now he's here for you tonight. Um, listen, I know I look like I've been awake the whole pandemic, guys. I know that. <laughs> Is it over? Can I go outside? I know, I know. Like, I look like Zorro if he didn't have a horse or a sword. Do you know what I mean? And he did that Z thing with a vape pen, you know what I mean? Like, free the Mexicans, man. Um, I'm gonna look like this the whole time, okay? And what's weird about that, this is a recording for audio, you know what I mean? Like, they can't even see this. They're just like, you're laughing at this poor kid that almost died. <laughs> I think he lost a lot of money to the host. Um, and he's here for you tonight! Did you guys have the, you guys heard about the trucker people? Sure. The thing about that is, that, like, everyone, as a comic, everyone wants to know your opinion. Like, what do you think about everything? What do you think? I'm like, I, I literally dropped out of comedy school, and I'm a comedian. You want my opinion? <laughs> if you told me the cure for COVID was in Listerine, I'd be in Costco chugging Listerine. You know what I mean? I'm not a smart person. You want my opinions? Like, I, you know, I, I like, when they're like, trust the science, trust the science. Like, I think I trust the science. I'm a man of science. But when I was a kid, Pluto was a planet. <laughs> One day they just took it away, like, no, it's not anymore. I'm like, what, I gotta take it off the room of my wall? What do you mean, no? It was my favorite planet. It was little like me. And they're like, no, get another one. Try Jupiter or something. <laughs> Everyone wants to know your opinion. I, don't, I haven't paid my taxes in three years. I don't want to give my opinion. I'm trying to stay low, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't want to be on either side, I want to be invisible. 
until I hit up H&R Block, you know what I mean? We got... I have the old health card. I got the red and white health card. I don't even know, right? I don't even, I don't even know if I'm a citizen of this country anymore. I don't know. Everyone wants to know what you think about the truckers. I don't even have a driver's license. I have no opinion other than I'm amazed you can park an 18-wheeler on a side street. Parallel parked it. I don't have a segue for this. Um, next joke. I don't have one. I'm being honest with you, Perry Sound. But do you remember the first time you found out your dad was kind of a bitch? Like, you know, your dad was kind of so, so, soft, you know? Because like, you look up to him. You're like, oh, you're my hero. And then one day you just find out he's just a regular man in horrible debt, you know what I mean? You're like, that's, that's why we had bunk beds. That's why it wasn't for a good time. It's because you couldn't afford it. Because poor people have bunk beds, right? Rich people have rooms for their children. Poor people just stack their kids on top of each other. Until they run out of room. But I found out my dad was scared of raccoons when I was a kid. You can't learn that information as a child. You can't, because you're like, you take out the garbage, man. I know why you want me to do it. You're scared. You're scared of the critters out, out, out there, right? When we were kids, we had raccoons living in our attic. So every night we'd go to sleep, right? And all here's And my mom's like, I'm gonna call the city and have them come get the raccoons out. Well, my dad's man pride. It took over. He's like, this is my house, okay? He's like, Saturday, Nick, David, me and my brother, you're gonna hold the ladder. I'm going up there. That was the end of my dad's plan. I'm going up there. So one Saturday, me and my brother were holding this ladder, right? My dad starts going up. And you guys know the attics that don't have stairs? They're just like submarine hatches. You guys know what I'm talking about? We got one of these, right? So we're holding this ladder. My dad starts going up. He pops the hatch, sticks his head in, and I assume a raccoon looked him right in his damn eyes. He comes flying down the ladder. He's like, you're not holding it properly. I'm like, I don't think that's the problem, dude. I don't think, I don't think you thought this through. And my mom's like, I'm gonna call the city. My dad goes, give me some time. Give me a couple days. Let me get a plan together. Months go by. Months. The raccoons are just up there banging, you know what I mean? Now there's 4,000 raccoons. Now it's just 24-7. There were so many raccoons, I swear to you, that they eventually dug a hole in our ceiling. Yeah, like a little raccoon peephole. Like they were watching us live our lives, you know what I mean? They were evolving up there. <laughs> Do you guys know the weapon that Raphael the Ninja Turtle uses? It's called the Sai. It looks like a little fork. We were kids. We had neon green plastic versions of these. And one day my dad goes, give me the Sai. I'm like, you bought this so me and my brother wouldn't kill each other, now you're gonna fight an army of raccoons? Good luck, here you go, God bless you. So he takes his side, he sticks it up the hole. He hits a raccoon. 
they start going insane. And the scariest thing of all time happened, a little raccoon paw came through the hole and reached at my dad like a horror movie. And this is how I knew he was soft. He drops the sigh and starts running around our living room and he goes to my mom, he's like, Sandra, get me the matches. And my mom's like, you're gonna burn the house down. And my dad goes, they're gonna take it down anyway. So that, <laughs> that's a true story. Um, that happened when I was a kid, right? And I went to go visit my parents about two weeks ago or so. Raccoons are back. So I'm like, we learned something, right, dad? We figured we're gonna call the city. My dad goes, I swear to you, he's like, go check the barbecue. I'm like, dude, if you're cooking raccoons, I don't want to see it. You shouldn't be doing that. I don't want to see it. He's like, no, you dummy, go check it. So I opened the bottom of the barbecue and my dad had bought not one, but two BB guns. So I'm like, is your plan to go into the attic like the matrix and start firing holes into the ceiling? And my dad goes, no, you dummy, it's too loud. But he's like, don't worry, I have a silencer coming from Amazon on Tuesday. It's not even a joke. If you hear about a man killing uh, uh, squirrels and uh, raccoons in uh, Scarborough, that's my dad. That's, uh, he has to go to jail. He deserves it. Speaking of jail, um, how many people here got spanked as a kid? Spanked, not beat. You gotta be clear. That's why I said the jail thing, because one is jail, one is you go about your day, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm half West Indian, half just trucker, I guess. Half white. <laughs> that white guy from Canada. Um, and uh, so my mom's West Indian, she grew up getting spanked, right? So I asked my mom one time, like, mom, what did they hit you with? She's like, everything. I'm like, what do you mean everything? She's like, everything. She's like, slippers, hangers, belts, spoons, bamboo. I'm like, they hit you with bamboo? Do you know how expensive bamboo is to buy for your house? I'm like, this is a waste of resources, right? Well, my dad, Canadian guy, but his parents, my grandparents, are from England, and they're very, yes, hello, right, prim, proper people, right? You know what I mean? So my dad never got spanked. My dad used to get timeouts. And my mom's like, no, time in. Time in, son. Someone's getting these hands, right? So where are we used to? We come home, bad report card, look, I'm stupid, hit me, let's go on with our day, right? But eventually they realized, oh, we can't beat math into them. We have to figure something else out, right? True story. You guys remember when you're a kid and you're in trouble and you walk into your house and something just feels different? You know what I mean? You're like, oh, something's in the wind. Something bad's going to happen, right? True story. Bad report card. I come home, feel that. I'm like, uh-oh. And my dad goes, Nicholas, come upstairs. I'm like, okay, we're going to get this beating in private. Let's do this, right? So I swear to you, I get up to my room and my dad had put a chair in front of the mirror. And he's like, sit down. And I'm like, is this guy... Is this guy gonna make me watch myself get beaten? I'm like, this is... This is child abuse. This might be a war crime, you know what I mean? Like, so I sit down, I start flexing. Like, come on, hit me, old man, what do you got? He doesn't hit me. He goes over to my CD player. He presses play, and Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror comes on. And he just walks out the room, like, figure it out. 
Now I'm just sitting there, staring at myself, listening to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Like that song's about ending world poverty. I failed grade six math, you know what I mean? Like, I wanna be a better man, Dad, I don't know how. Can you throw me down the stairs or something? I don't understand. Now I'm traumatized as an adult, that song will come on. I'm like, I should have been a doctor. Remember, remember uh, when COVID first came, like 18 years ago, whenever, <laughs> however long ago that was? So right, right when it came, uh, like right before, I moved in with my girlfriend. Ooh. Don't woo. <laughs> you thought it was the end of the joke? Like, it'd be happy for me. <laughs> no, I moved in uh, to a, a, a an open concept condo. No walls. <laughs> just no, there's no room it's just, it's just open you can see each other everywhere you are in the condo everywhere you go you can see you can't you, you gotta put yourself in time out if you get in an argument you know what I mean there's nowhere to hide if we get in an argument I have to stand and face the wall for five minutes I get still mad okay five more minutes I'll stay here but right when it happened, remember, we kind of knew. Like, everyone's like, go get your stuff, man. They're going to shut it down. Go get your stuff, right? My girlfriend comes up to me. She's like, we have to get supplies. And I'm like, you mean groceries? Why would you say such an ominous word, supplies? What, what do you think is going to happen? We have to fight a war? We need munitions? What do you think is going to happen? And then she goes to our storage, and she gets an empty suitcase. I'm like, are you leaving me at the beginning of a global pandemic? <laughs> She's like, I'm going to get supplies. I'm like, I'll come with you. She's like, you're gonna slow me down. <laughs> and just screws off into the night. She's just out there, this is the beginning. We're freaking out, right? I'm just at home refreshing Twitter, like a tiger got COVID. I'm like, oh my God, what's happening? Is this zombies? I'm gonna have to kill my girlfriend when she comes home. We haven't even got walls yet. How can this happen? Finally, she comes back, the suitcase is full. I'm like, what did you get? She unzips it and starts taking out can after can after of chicken noodle soup. And I'm like, you couldn't get a variety? She's like, that's all they had. I'm like, okay, there's nowhere for me to go. I love chicken noodle, delicious. And then at the bottom of the suitcase, she pulls out two bags of powdered milk. I'm like, I didn't even know it came in this form. I didn't even know how to ingest this. So I snort this, you know what I mean? Like, what if I snorted it and I grew three inches? You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, trying to beat me up to protect the family. I see what you're doing, girl. And then she's like, I rented a car. I'm like, for what? She's like, to go north. I'm like, what happens when we get north? Does it look like I know how to hunt for food? You know what I mean? Like, we don't have a can opener in this house. Like, if I get to the middle of the woods and my phone dies, that's it. Jesus, come get me. This is it. This is not the revenant. I'm not going to fight a bear. If a bear came, I would throw one can of chicken noodle and it bounce off his face. He would eat us alive. We're going to die. You guys are really fun, man. Um, I'll tell you this, personal, because we, we got to know each other tonight. Very sound. <laughs> you know a lot about me. <laughs> I'll tell you this, um, I'm in my mid-30s, so it's over for me. I'm cooked. I'm done. I mean my sex drive, you know what I mean? I just don't, uh, I don't care. It's too much work. I'm like, it's there. You can have it if you want it. But 
Like if, if my if my uh, like my sex drive was like a ski slope, like I would be down, like I would be down, like I would be in the chalet drinking a hot chocolate. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, my girl's a year younger. She's going up the slope. She's ready. She's ready for so for the first two weeks of lockdown. She wanted her all the time. <laughs> and at first, I'm like, this is amazing. Then after a while, I'm like. I'm very tired. I'm on a diet of chicken noodle soup. I'm not getting the vitamins I need. But you do your best, you know, midway through, I'll reach over, get some powdered milk, rub it into my gums, you know what I mean? Thank you guys so much. Enjoy the rest of your show. From the Stocky Center in Perry Sound, Ontario, that was Nick Reynoldson. You can download his latest album, I Will Be Fine, on his website, nickreynoldson.com. Now, a quick announcement encouraging you to act quickly. Laugh Out Loud is recording live comedy on Friday, February 16th in Ottawa at the Shankman Center for the Arts, featuring Hisham Kaladi, Martha Chavez, Montreal's Joey Elias, and more. And on Wednesday, March 6th, we'll be in Whitehorse with a show featuring Ivan Decker, Celeste Lampa, Yukon's Emily LaFrancois, and more. Those shows are selling very well. There are only a handful of tickets left. Get yours from our website, cbc.ca slash laughoutloud. Hello, I'm Jess Milton. For 15 years, I produced The Vinyl Cafe with the late, great Stuart McLean. Every week, more than 2 million people tuned in to hear funny, fictional, feel-good stories about Dave and his family. We're excited to welcome you back to the warm and welcoming world of The Vinyl Cafe with our new podcast, Backstage at The Vinyl Cafe. Each week, we'll share two hilarious stories by Stuart, and for the first time ever, I'll tell you what it was like behind the scenes. Subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the show. With a comedy set from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival from a few years back, here is Angelica Scanula. You're a good audience. <laughs> I'm good, too. I think... I mean, I did just recently start dabbling in witchcraft, which is never a good sign. <laughs> it's not like things are going good and then you run home to sage yourself and chant incantations under a full moon. But mark my words, tomorrow if we wake up and the entire real estate market has collapsed and there's no war, it was me. <laughs> No, 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 I'm not that powerful. But hey, did you know that if you take a bay leaf and you write a wish on it and then you burn the bay leaf, you feel like you've done something productive? <laughs> That's right. I'm attempting to manipulate the cosmos using only ingredients that I got at Costco. All hail the Wicked Witch of Kirkland, everybody! <laughs> like the girl that crawls out of the well in the ring. I think I look like one of Charles Manson's girlfriends. Like I'm a little scary, but still kind of hot. Like I look like Cher now. I love being alive today, don't you? <laughs> it's a little weird out there, but you know what? 400 years ago, if I told you I was practicing witchcraft, you would have totally burnt me at the stake. Now, you just get to avoid me after the show. <laughs> 
It's nice having people to avoid again, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> that was a long couple years of posting thirst trap boomerangs on Instagram. Just like... With the caption, OMG, such a nerd. Save the turtles. <laughs> Little bit about me, I'm Maltese, and it's fine that you don't know what that is. No one's Maltese. Malta is the smallest country in the European Union in both size and population, and it is home to the very welcoming, lawless, and bribable Maltese people. <laughs> A lot of very famous historical figures have passed through Malta. The Greeks, the Romans, Napoleon, Shakira, Gaddafi. <laughs> Celebrities love Malta for the beaches, the privacy, and the ability to open an offshore bank account. <laughs> My aunt was Miss Malta. She went to the Miss Universe pageant. And when she didn't make the top 10, she punched the winner in the face and got disqualified. <laughs> yeah, you should see her now. She looks like Joe Pesci in drag. <laughs> Which is what happens to all the women in my family. We're total babes till we hit 35, and then we move out to the suburbs and start hosing down our driveway for no reason. <laughs> Raising one son that never leaves the basement. I know that's what's gonna happen to me. I accept it, right? I'm gonna have a son, he's gonna grow up. His friends are gonna come over and raid my fridge and I'm gonna be hitting on them because I'm presumably divorced. <laughs> I'm gonna come skulking out from the kitchen. I made you boys some lemonade. I used to be a dancer. <laughs> Have you seen my new lower back tattoo? <laughs> Says, get on my lawn. <laughs> I know, I know. The process has already begun. My dad recently started introducing me to people like, this is my daughter, Angelica. You should see her when she's wearing makeups. <laughs> My mother is Irish from Sudbury, Ontario. <laughs> One clap for that, thank you. <laughs> My mother is Irish from Sudbury, Ontario, which means I was unfortunately culturally obligated to pursue Irish dancing in my adolescence. And I don't mean to brag or anything, but I'm really good at Irish dancing. <laughs> which is not a bankable skill in today's modern marketplace. So I have nowhere to do it. Oh, 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 you want me to do it? Okay, fine, <laughs> I'll do it. Oh no, what have I done? Okay, uh, now I'm nervous. Um, okay. I'm gonna do it. I'm warning you though, I'm a little rusty, so I'm just gonna show you the upper body. <laughs> Thank you, that was exhausting. Uh, 
I was a local champion. I actually used to compete at a pretty high level and you get points deducted for not having a ridiculously dark spray tan, which is historically accurate. Irish people, famous for their J-Lo glow. I hated this rule, so I purposefully showed up to a major Irish dance competition without the spray tan. Did not go over so well. <laughs> I'm half Mediterranean, I just ended up being the darkest, palest kid there. I got on stage, music didn't even have a chance to begin. My teacher ran up, dragged me off by the collar, screaming, I will not have her up here dancing, looking like a bag of milk. She got an applause break. And I had to get a different hobby. <laughs> a few years after my departure from Irish dancing, I started to pursue belly dance. It's true. You may not realize this, but you've actually been watching a recently retired belly dancer. <laughs> it would be an easy job. It wasn't. Every time I told people I was a belly dancer, they'd be like, wow, you must be snake charming sultans on sand dunes. And I'd be like, no, actually, I do a lot of weddings at legions. Practically lived in banquet halls, spent a lot of time picking glass out of my feet. Back when I was single, I'd go out, I'd talk to guys, I'd eventually have to tell them I was a belly dancer, and they'd be like, what? What, I got myself a belly dancer? And then they do that thing where they press their tongue against their bottom lip and pace around. <laughs> you should teach me how to belly dance sometime then. And I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to do is find a guy that wants to make me work some more. <laughs> you know, it would be nice if you fed me. Do you know how far a good plate of wings can go with me? I give support and affection by the pound. <laughs> I would never hit on a guy like that. I'd never be like, oh, you're a project manager? Can you project manage this? <laughs> Build me a homepage for my small business. I would never do that. Clearly, I've been dancing for a long time. I started off in ballet as a child, which was a great way to develop an eating disorder. I remember my ballet teacher being like, you want to be in shape, not a shape. Put the hard work in now so that the horizontal wooden bar doesn't transform into a vertical press one. <laughs> that being said, I did just recently start taking pole dance classes. <laughs> oh, I just really wanted to get stronger. I thought pole dancing would be fun. Huh? That would be fun! It's not! Don't take pole dance classes if you want to have fun. It's hard. I've got bruises all over my body. My inner thighs look like a water-damaged ceiling now. <laughs> I've got calluses all over my hands. I gave my boyfriend a massage and he said it felt like he was getting rubbed down by a construction worker. <laughs> and I was like, how do you know what that feels like? <laughs>
Angelica Scanura, and you can find her on Instagram under the name Scanooch. And that is our show. My thanks to the Big Sound Comedy Festival and Chris Pettinger, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, CBC TV and sound engineers Brian Harder, Kyle Kudasevich, and Doug Doctor, as well as Jared Hillel. And a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. Thank you for listening to Laugh Out Loud. My name is Ali Hassan, and I'll see you back here real soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.